Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. If they're no longer serving you, tell them thanks for the memories. Thank you for everything. You don't have to be a bitch about it. Just be very careful with who you give your energy to. It's for opening your throat chakra and like helping you speak your truth. And I was like, are you kidding me? That's like this whole chapter of my life is learning to speak my truth. So that was so cool. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to Acting My Age podcast with me, Rohini Elise. (laughs) Um, Hi, happy Wednesday. I hope you guys are having an amazing day so far. Just the best Wednesday yet. Just manifesting that for you guys, that you are thriving on this fine Wednesday. Ah, um, so today's episode is going to be all about you guys. All of your questions, just anything. It's an ask me anything basically, but mostly focused on like any advice that you guys need or just any um, situations you want to talk about or get my opinion on or anything like that. And this is just a disclaimer. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a professional in anything. I'm just living life and always take my advice with a grain of salt. Um, I don't pretend to know everything or anything. Um, I think it's cool that we're all on this journey together. A lot of us are the same age or close to it, and um, I would love to share any little nuggets of wisdom that I've picked up along the way with you guys. So yeah, I think these episodes are fun, and also just um, I get a lot of DMs with like people um, explaining different situations and wanting my advice on it, and oftentimes they're super, super long, and I try to answer them when I can, but I can't get to all of them, so um, hopefully this episode can be like a way that I can answer your questions and give advice on certain situations, um, just, you know, in a more streamlined way. So I'm not going to talk at all. I'm just going to, well, about myself, I'm just going to get right into your questions and I'm holding my blue lace agate crystal, which is supposed to help with, um, opening your throat, throat chakra to help you speak your truth and it's calming and cooling. So that's good. All good things. Um, so I have, I had you guys send in your questions to the podcast email. There were so, so many. And I was like, I always star the ones that I'm going to read during the episode. And I basically start all of them. So, oh my goodness. I hope that I can get to all of them and my voice does not give out. (laughs) So here we so, okay. Hi, Heaney. First of all, I'm so excited for this episode and can't wait to hear it. Secondly, I want to hear your opinion on the law of detachment. I know you're into manifestation, so I hope you can share some knowledge. 
Basically, the law of detachment goes hand in hand with manifestation. It says to speak what you want into existence, manifest it, then let it go until the universe returns it to you. However, I have a really hard time finding that fine line between being passionate about my goals and obsessing over them to the point where I struggle with letting go and trusting the universe. Sorry, I just burped if you could hear that. Um, Do you have any advice regarding trusting the universe and practicing detachment? How do I manifest something without wanting it too bad to the point the universe doesn't give it to me? Have you ever struggled with this? Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Lots of love, Tanner. Um, This is such an interesting concept, and I love this question. Um, The first thing that jumps out to me is the last part where you said, how do I manifest something without wanting it too bad to the point that the universe doesn't give it to me? In my opinion, I feel like if if it's for your highest good, the universe is going to give it to you no matter what. Like you wishing for it and wishing for it and wanting it and obsessing over it um, maybe, maybe is not the healthiest practice, but if it's for your highest good and that's what the plan is for you and what's meant to happen, it's going to happen no matter what. So I feel like in some ways the secret, the book, the secret and the whole like kind of strict rules of the law of attraction, I, in my opinion, I think are a little too strict, um, for some people because it's like, I don't believe that, um, if you're like, ah, there's a bug. I think, I think the universe always wants your highest good for you. And, um, I don't know. Like I just, I just don't really buy into the, the, the thought like, oh my God, if I accidentally think something negative, I'm going to bring it into my mind. Like I have to make sure I have no negative thoughts ever because then it's going to manifest and I'm going to have negativity and like bad shit happen to me. So, I mean, yeah, the overall goal is to try and have positive thoughts because when you have positive thoughts, you know, you see the world from a positive lens and more positive things comes into your life. But let's be realistic here. Even, you know, monks every once in a while have a little negative thought. Maybe there's a fly on their cheek and they're like, "Ugh, that's annoying. There's a fly on my cheek while I'm meditating. I mean, I don't know what it is. I'm just being silly. But everyone has negative thoughts every once in a while. So I just don't think it's helpful to be so scared of having those thoughts and then beating yourself up when you do. I think that's counterproductive. So um, not that that's necessarily what you're saying, but um, I I mean, the, the only way that this works for me is just that feeling like, I don't know. Okay, I guess for, for me, the biggest thing that I like want to manifest is our dream house and like our kids. And although I do think about it quite a lot lately, I've been able to just kind of hold that vision. And like, I made my mood board and I have my Pinterest boards and I, I've written about it a lot and I've done lots of manifestation exercises on it, but I just know like in my heart of heart hearts, when it's the right time, it's going to happen. I don't really know how to teach that to someone, but just knowing like the universe has your back and when it, when the timing is right, it will happen for you. And I think just, just believing that it's like, it's, it's all about trust. So like you said, um, I don't think you have to be detached from it because I also believe that, um, you know, if you're really holding it in your mind and you're envisioning how you will feel in this situation and going through all the emotions of how you feel, that's the best way to call it, call it into your life. Like picturing how you're going to feel. I don't know exactly what you're manifesting, but like you know, how you're going to feel at the first day of your new dream career, like what you're going to wear and the emotions you'll feel and the excited butterflies when you get out of the cab to go into the office, whatever it is, like envisioning that and manifesting that. 
or practicing that frequently, I think is a great thing and it'll just make it happen sooner. But it's just, I don't know how to really explain this well, but just holding it in your heart that it will happen when it's supposed to happen. There's nothing you can do really to make it happen sooner or later. Like when it, when it's the divine perfect timing, it will happen for you. And that's obviously hard and takes a lot of like trust and just, um, yeah, it's such a good question. I, I guess you could practice like writing out. I trust the timing of the universe or like I trust my divine timing kind of like scripting that over and over or like practicing that in meditation repeating that and like just trusting the the timing of the universe and the timing of your life it's it's hard but um it will happen like if it's meant to be it will happen and no negative thoughts will take that away from you. I think ultimately whatever happens is going to happen. <laughs> Gosh, sorry. Hopefully that, I don't know if that really answered your question. Cause that's kind of a super freaking deep thought, but maybe you got, hopefully got something out of that answer. <laughs> um, okay. Hi Heaney. Just wanted to say, I love listening to all of your podcasts and I look forward to them every single week. I know you love to cook and eat mostly plant-based, so I was wondering how you stay motivated to eat a healthy diet, and what are some of your favorite go-to meals that you make on a regular basis? Thanks so much for taking the time to read this. I hope you're having an amazing day. Hope you're having an amazing day. Um, yes, I am so into cooking. I have been for, since, I think since Sage and I moved into our first apartment together in New York, maybe, but I've gotten like, oh boy, I've advanced my levels of cooking so, so much like just in quarantine alone, I think I've gotten to be such a better cook. Like, wow. I, I really impress myself sometimes. Not going to freaking lie. <laughs> I love cooking and I love food and doing my nutrition class is what's made me really, really get into it and like see every single ingredient as something that is helping your life and benefiting your life. Like, oh my God, the cinnamon in my coffee is going to give me these benefits. And oh my God, the black beans are going to do this. And the sweet potatoes are going to do this. And like every little thing in food should be adding to your life and bringing something positive and giving you nutrients and giving you energy and all that good stuff. So, um, I would say, how do you stay motivated to eat a healthy diet? Um, I think at this point, it's just, I don't feel good any other way. Like, I think I'm pretty sensitive to foods. Um, luckily, my stomach overall is, like, better. I used to have a lot of stomach problems. Uh, when I was vegan, actually, I had a lot of stomach problems. So that's just me. That's my own story. It's not, you know, everyone's individual. But um, I just feel so much better. And I made such a good lunch yesterday that was so, so healthy and so nutritious. And I was literally, like, singing. Like, I was dancing around, saving our eating. I was, like, jumping all around. Like, oh, my God, this is so healthy. Like, look at all these colors. There's so many colors on the plate, blah, blah, blah. And we both felt great afterwards and it's just there's such a noticeable difference for me between like eating a dia frozen vegan pizza frozen gluten-free vegan pizza which we have those sometimes if we're in a rush but I have not been partaking sage usually will make them for lunch if um, I'm not cooking um there's such a big difference after I eat that versus after I like hand create hand cook 
a really nutritious, tr- nutritious, fresh meal. Like I feel so, so different afterwards. And it's just that feeling like I want to get as much of that feeling as I possibly can because I just want to maximize my life and like maximize my enjoyment of every single day and my like gratitude in every single day. And food is a big, big part of that for me. And I, I really am personally passionate about food. So I feel like maybe if you're not so interested in food right now, it's a lot harder to stay motivated because it's like not that exciting. So I would say find like three healthy recipes. And I mean like nutritious, healthy recipes that you can make that are easy. Just learn them, learn them without a recipe. And then you'll make them because that's when you're tired or you're stressed, you're busy, you don't know what to make, or you're at the grocery store, you don't know what ingredients to get. You're just going to wander around unless you have like a few recipes in your mind, you know, the ingredients in the back of your head, and you can just pick out whatever it is and then make it when you're in a hurry or something. So I mean, I would say the best way to stay motivated is just to remember that you only have like you're only in this body for this lifetime and you all you have is your health. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything that maybe sounds dramatic, but it's literally true. You can have everything, every single thing else in your life, money, family, a career, a, a horse, a dog, whatever it is. But if you don't have your health, you can't enjoy any of it. So I think we're really blessed at this age to be able to like have so many nutritious recipes at our fingertips. Pinterest is amazing. Instagram's amazing for recipes. There's so many amazing food bloggers out there. So we have access to so many great recipes and we owe it to ourselves to treat our bodies with the best possible nourishing meals. And of course, you know, if you want to go out to dinner with your friends on the weekends or your significant other and get a delicious whatever it is, pasta and bread with the yummy salted butter. Sorry, there's an ambulance in the background. Um, And get a dessert and have alcohol, whatever it is. Like, yeah, treat yourself. But on the day-to-day, make sure you're giving yourself the nutrients that you need and really caring for your body. Like, I think self-care as a concept is amazing, but I think the number one way, the number one form of self-care is feeding yourself nutritious meals that make you feel good. That's way more important than a face mask. I mean, face masks are great, but like, come on. (laughs) Okay, sorry. I just had caffeine, so I'm on a fucking roll. Um, Let's see. Some go-to meals. I have um, a meals highlight and a recipes highlight on my Instagram that I have saved, so I save a lot of my recipes there. Um, Lately, my go-to meal is black bean enchiladas. So, so, so fast and easy. It's just black beans, um, zucchini, green chilies. Um, I put kale in there and mushrooms and you just put a little, mix in a little tomato paste. Oh, onion, garlic, just kind of saute that up, salt and pepper, whatever spices. I usually add like smoked paprika, sometimes hot sauce in there too. And then you just get some tortillas. I get the whole wheat ones, fill it. Uh, oh, you have to get enchilada sauce too, but that comes canned. Make sure you're getting a good enchilada sauce that doesn't have a bunch of like chemicals and shit in it. Um, yeah, you just fill the pan with a little enchilada sauce, fill up the tortillas with the mix, bake it at 350, I think for 20 minutes, maybe, maybe longer. I have the recipe on my Instagram. It's so easy. Like it does not take any time and it's really, really yummy and nutritious and fast. Um, I also really like doing sushi bowls lately, which is just with sushi rice and then whatever veggies you want on top. I do cucumber, tofu, edamame, purple cabbage, carrot, and you cut the carrot into like little match sticks. 
um, avocado and then basil and green onions on the top and then make a little sauce with peanut butter and soy sauce. So good. Um, yeah, that's pretty fast too. It's just a lot of chopping, but, um, what else is a go-to? Sweet potato black bean tacos are always my go-to if there's like a couple people coming over for dinner and I don't know what to make. Yeah, I, I mean, I could go on about food forever, so I definitely would say find what flavors you like because everyone has different like flavor profiles. Some people like more um, Italian or Asian, like um, Japanese food or... Um, um, why am I blanking or like Mexican flavors? So you got to kind of find what you like. Maybe you like all of it, go on Pinterest, look up a few recipes, save them and just, just make them until, and, and memorize a recipe until you just know it like the back of your hand. And also recipes are meant to be experimented with. So if you don't like a certain ingredient, take it out. If you want to add stuff in, add stuff in, like you don't have to follow it exactly. And before you know it, it'll just be intuitive and you can have a lot of fun with it. And yeah, cooking is so fun. Oh my gosh, I talked for a long time about that. So anyway, I love cooking and I will always share my recipes on Instagram. So uh, make sure you're following me there. Um, hey, Rohini, I wanted to ask a question about shadow work. I really admire your positivity and all of the light work you're sharing with the world. But do you have any tips for doing shadow work or maybe tools that you use in your life? I often try to ignore the dark stuff that comes up or I'll tell myself to save it for when I do shadow work, but that never happens. Like I say it will, LOL. Anyway, thank you for your podcast and all the love you're bringing to the world. Love from Victoria, Canada. Oh, thank you. Um, yes, shadow work. So that's kind of, if you guys, let me drink some water. Hold on. So that's a term, if you guys aren't familiar in the kind of spiritual or self work, um, community that just means basically facing all your shadows, facing all your demons, if you will, the things that make you, that trigger you, that if someone brings up a topic, you have an instinctual reaction, you get flustered, you get anxious, you get angry, you get jealous, whatever it is, it's like facing all your shadows and basically the things that you need to heal in yourself so that you won't react to them negatively anymore. And we all have shadow work to do. Everyone has something that they need to work on. And, um, I don't have like a specific practice, I guess. Um, they're actually, okay. So when I was first getting into this whole spiritual vibe, um, world, I did the, to be magnetic, um, manifestation course. So, and they have a whole, um, like course section on shadow work and they have like these deep guided meditations, I guess you could call them, but they're they're more than a meditation. It's almost like a hypnosis, I guess you could say. Um, and it, it, that maybe sounds scary, but it's not scary, I promise. And you just put on your headphones and like close your eyes and kind of lay down and they like guide you through all these things. And it brings up maybe your shadows and what they're connected to. Like what are the early childhood memories that cause you, cause you to feel like this? And then now you feel like this and you act like this. So if you guys are looking for um, a kind of way to work through some shadow work, that to be magnetic manifestation course has a really good, um, little section on it. And I, I did do that. And like some things came up and I definitely have healed a lot of that. Like one of my main shadow shadowy things was my view of money and my like scarcity mindset. And 
more than like a scarcity mindset, I was really bitter about money. Like I used to view if, if someone was born into a family that had a lot of money and they didn't necessarily have to like grind and work to afford the things they did, I was really bitter about that. I'm like, well, that's not fair. Like they didn't even work for that. And I'd get really salty about it. But now I've had, I went back and like healed a lot of the things in my childhood with my, <coughs> with money and with my parents. And I, I think that it, that just takes time, but now I'm able to money flows and money will come. And it's just a blessing for them if they came into this world with money, because just cause you're in a family that has money does not mean you're in a family that has love. And I had a family that had love. So I'm very grateful for that. And, um, yeah, so shadow work is definitely, <laughs> definitely important. Lots of things came up in my Mexico trip scandal. I had to face a lot of shadows there and I'm still, you know, working on that. But sometimes when really big, big events happen in your life that force you to just face all that shit, all the dark parts of yourself, um, it's ultimately a gift because you get to move through it faster, I guess. So, um, I would just say journaling, journaling is the best way. Um, because just keep track of yourself. If you ever react to something like you just have a instinctual reaction, that's kind of feisty or angry or jealous or sad or whatever it is. Just take note of that. Be like, Oh, interesting. Why did I react like that? Um, and then write it out. Like, um, what, what was this situation? Write it out. How did I feel? Um, why do I feel like that? Do you think that like, what's, what's the reason that I felt like this? Is there anything from my childhood that connected to this? Like, um, how did I want to feel like how I think a good one is like, um, how, did, what did, how does it go? It's like, what, what needed to happen in that situation for me to feel safe and like heard and protected? That's a really good one to get to know where you need to heal. I don't know if this is all making sense, but I have some journal prompts on my, um, podcast Instagram, I think that are similar to this, but to be magnetic, their Instagram also has some good journal prompts about shadow work too. So, um, yeah, I think there's minor shadow work we can do in every single day. Like it's just in that moment when you react or you want to react to just catch yourself before you do it and go, Oh, okay. I'm reacting like this because of blah, 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 blah. Or, oh my gosh, I just said that because of this. And just catch yourself, be mindful of it, and, you know, acknowledge it, see how you can be better, and give yourself grace and just move on. Like, don't beat yourself up about it. So, yeah, hopefully that helped. And also, it's not like you ever, this is kind of the same as my last podcast, but you're never going to be done working on yourself, you know? So, might as well try to enjoy the journey and um, be present in all the shit <laughs> too while you can because it's just gonna it's gonna be forever we're always gonna be working on it podcast has inspired and uplifted me so much these recent months. Yay! My question for you is for advice on making friends and being a good friend. I'm obsessed with your friendship and Catherine. <laughs> with Catherine. <laughs> Love you. P.S. Please make more sex and relationship episodes. They are so helpful. Thank you. Um, yeah, yes, I will make more sex and relationship episodes. Don't you worry. Um, 
making friends and being a good friend. Um, yeah, I think it's just, I have a whole podcast episode on friendships, by the way. It was one of my earlier ones. Uh, so go check that out if you haven't. But I think it's ultimately just, it, it's the same as relationships. You accept the love you think you deserve. That's that cheesy old phrase. But it's the same with friendships because even like I have caught myself in the past hanging on to old friendships that really didn't serve me at all anymore. And like, it wasn't a positive thing. We both were kind of like they were dragging down my energy and I was then like trying to overcompensate and be like overly nice but I really wasn't feeling it so I was really lying to them and then lying to myself and it just wasn't it wasn't it wasn't good so good friendships are the most important thing and they should be authentic and real and it should not be like um it should not be work really I mean I guess it is because you'll be there for each other and during hard times but same as romantic relationships they should be adding to your life not taking away not subtracting always 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 if you have drama ongoing drama with a friend that's not an adult that's not an adult friendship um I I don't believe in my opinion like there should really be no drama with your friends when you're an adult it should only be uplifting encouraging motivating like compassionate someone who's there for you when you need a shoulder to cry on, who's going to cheer you on when you have success. Um, yeah, I, oh shoot. I wonder if I wrote this down. Uh, there's this really good quote. Um, I can't find the quote, but it's something like you can see the value in your friendships or like the current standing of your friendships like when, <laughs> how do I explain it? Okay. It's like, be mindful of how your friends act when you need help and be mindful of how your friends act when, basically be mindful of how your friends are when you're at your lowest and when you're at your highest. Like if they're only there when you're having great success and they want to kind of latch on to that, go on for the ride with you and like use you for your connections or whatever it is, but then they're not there for you when you're going through a shitty time. No, 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 no. That's, that's not a real friendship. That's a one-sided type of thing. And I was recently made aware of that when like everything was going on on Instagram, all my stupid scandal. Like, I think I, I misinterpreted some of my Instagram connections as true friendships because I felt like I had been there for them. Um, and I was always like open to listening to them, being there for them, encouraging them, whatever. But then when I was going through a hard time, like they they left. So I think that was a really, really big eye opener. And it also made me so much more aware of who my true friends are and, and were because, um, I've had some really, really great connections that I, people I met in New York and they were the ones that reached out and were there and blah, blah, blah. Enough about me, but all that to say, like, if they're only there for you when you're riding high, like loving life, having a lot of success and just super positive good shit but they're not there for you when you're in the dumps and you need help and you need someone to lift you up that's not a real friend and it's hard obviously they're going through their own stuff they're just not in a place to be you know they don't have that much to give in that moment and that's nothing against them but it also means you shouldn't be giving so much of your energy to them if they're not willing to give it to you so it should just be a cycle always uplifting each other always there for each other supporting each other um 
yeah, and a shoulder to cry on. That's ultimately what it is. And someone who's your hype woman, like Catherine is my biggest hype woman. I'm her biggest hype woman. Like we love each other. We uplift each other. We always tell each other how hot we are. It's just good. It's fun. It's uplifting. So don't settle for anything less. You don't deserve even a smidge less. Your friends should be your biggest hype, hype women or men. Um, and then how to be a good friend. It's just similar. Like how, how do you want to be treated in a friendship? Um, like when, when, um, I came back from Mexico and all that shit was going on (laughs) and like, I lost all of my brand contracts and it was just a big transitional time. Catherine came over with, um, was it like cupcakes, bottle of wine and a balloon that said over the hill. (laughs) And it was just so funny. And I was like, Oh my God, I love you, bitch. And she was busy and she just got off work, but she just brought me all that over, gave me a hug and was like, I love you. Like, you're going to get through this. You're over the hill, like onto greener pastures. You're on doing your next big thing. And it was just so supportive and so sweet. And like, I just appreciate that so much. So friends, I will just take the extra, you know, extra step to, to let you know that you care. And then in return, on their birthday, go ham for their birthday, spoil the shit out of them, get them cupcakes and balloons and flowers and a card and let them know that they're the princess or the queen of the day. Like just go the extra mile because you're never going to regret showing your friends how much you love them ever. It's just so fun. It's what life's all about. So, um, and just be there. Like don't, I think the other thing is just trying to be mindful that you're not like, um, yeah, just make sure you're reciprocating. Like if you've been having a hard time recently, they've been there for you. And then now you're in a better mindset. Make sure you're also open to them, like to hear their problems or what they're going through. Make the time for them. Make that make them make sure they know that you want to spend time with them, like schedule coffee dates, schedule phone calls, FaceTimes, like check in, just say, Hey, Hey, happy Monday. I love you. Those type of things mean the world. And Um, yeah, just let them know how much you enjoy and appreciate their presence. And like, don't ever hesitate to tell them how much you love them because it's the best thing to hear. And it's just the best thing to say also. So yeah, um, hopefully that helps. Also, don't be scared to outgrow your friendships. If they're no longer serving you, tell them thanks for the memories. Thank you for everything. You don't have to be a bitch about it or rude about it. You can just say, you know, I really appreciate all the memories, but at this time, like I need to go in a different direction and just, or you can just kind of distance yourself from them. Like you don't owe someone your energy. So just be very careful with who you give your energy to. Ooh. (laughs) Hi, Heem. I've always wanted to write in, but I've been too scared. I love you and your podcast so much. Nothing to be scared about, girl. I've been so inspired by your spirituality journey. I started my own. Yay. I can't wait for your guided meditations. You said you wanted to start writing a book, and I was wondering if you consider writing a guided spirituality journal full of gratitude lists and writing prompts and quotes that inspire you. Ooh, I like that idea. Anyway, I wanted to know if you could give any tips on being spiritual. What are your favorite practices to incorporate into your daily routine? Um, I love that idea, and I am writing something that I'm cooking up. I don't know when it's going to happen, and I'm not rushing it, but there's something coming out, so at some point. (laughs) Um, but I love that idea too. That's cool for a journal. Let me know if you guys like that idea. Um, so favorite practices. I think I, I feel like I've talked about this a lot. So, um, if you guys have already heard this a million times, sorry. Um, but 
meditating first thing in the morning, best freaking thing you could do for your life, I swear. Um, just make the time for it. Carve out 10 minutes, get up 10 minutes earlier, get it, just do it, do it in the morning. It's the best thing. It puts your day, you get, you get, you get going on the right foot and it just transform your whole day. Um, so yes, that if I'm ever in a bad mindset or just feeling down the dumps, pitying myself for no reason, I write a gratitude list. I just do it. Just sit down, write it out. I'm grateful for my home. I'm grateful for my health. Grateful for my body. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for my family. All that. Just like write it out and then at the end and get really into it too. Like if you can think of certain moments or details that helps you kind of like flood your body with that emotion, that feeling of gratitude. That's the fastest way to get out of a negative mood. So do that. And I really think also food is a form of spiritual practice, like nourishing your body in the best possible way. It just makes you feel so much better. It makes your energy vibrate higher. It just makes you feel better. So that, um, I've been really into like insight timer, the meditation app, which I think I've talked about a lot, but they have like thousands and thousands of guided meditations. I love that app. They also have music though. So they have really funky, like, yeah, this is energy body, DNA drum activation. (laughs) It's so like freaking funky. And at the beginning, I was like, oh boy, I'm literally turning into Sage's mom because we always walk into her house and she's just blasting stuff like this, like super funky, like kind of, I mean, weird. Like if I saw that in high school or if I saw myself like vibe into this shit, I'd be like, oh my God, she's gone off the deep end. But if you just let loose and you realize that it literally doesn't matter what anyone thinks about you. And also, by the way, you're by yourself. So no one can even see you does not matter one little bit. Um, You just let go of that judgment. Don't judge yourself. Just get into it. Like I just put on my headphones, blast this stuff and it's like super funky. And I just kind of dance around the house and like um, put away the dishes and vacuum or whatever it is. And just be in like just just surrounding yourself with more like high vibe stuff that just things that help you kind of let loose and just feel like feel your body and feel your emotions and just you know release all that like judgment and judgment against yourself mostly I guess is is a good thing to add into your life too um so yeah and dancing there's like I, I don't really know too much about it but I know there's this form of dancing called ecstatic dance which there's like certain um, soundtracks for it, but you just go apeshit basically. And they like people in the spiritual community will host like ecstatic dances and you just dress up in crazy, fun, funky outfits and blast music and you just go apeshit. Like you totally let loose and just do whatever your body wants to do. And I am so down for that. So I would love to go to one of those, but just letting loose, feeling your body and just releasing like all the judgment and fucking whatever, whatever society wants to put on you, just releasing all that feels really good. And obviously reading. Oh my gosh. Reading, reading spiritual books help so much and reading like, um, philosophical texts, reading about ancient philosophers and, um, there's just so, there's so many books I would recommend. I'll have to do like a video. Maybe I'll do a a reels on Instagram about all my favorite books. And then also crystals. I've gotten into crystals more recently, but 
I mean, don't knock them till you try them, guys. There's some cool, cool energy in these crystals. And I never, because I don't know a lot. I'm just getting into it. But I, I just go into a crystal shop. I can't think of the word. Whatever I'm called to. And, oh, whatever I gravitate towards. That's the word. Um, I don't know what it is or what it's called or what the properties are. I just go in the shop, kind of look around, feel around, take my time and just grab whatever I gravitate to. And then I look up the meaning and the properties after every single time it's exactly what I'm needing in that moment. Like this blue lace agate got this and I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. It feels really good in my hand. It's really nice size. And I was meditating with it. And then I looked up the properties and I was like, oh my gosh, it's for opening your throat chakra and like helping you speak your truth. And I was like, are you kidding me? That's like this whole chapter of my life is learning to speak my truth. So that was so cool. And then like the other ones I gravitate towards are selenite, which is, um, hopefully I said that right. Selenite. It's helps, um, it like absorbs negative energy. It cleanses the room. It helps you contact and communicate with your spirit guides, which is the other thing. Crystals are so, so cool. And when I'm really tuned in and I'm meditating, I can feel the energy in them and, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. You can't really explain it until you experience it. So like, don't knock until you try it. My mom would always talk about this stuff when I was little and I, or in middle school or high school. And I would think she was batshit crazy, but <laughs> here I am. Oh, also I wear crystal bracelets every single day. A couple of people asked about them on Instagram. Like, where are those cute bracelets from? I'm like, actually they're from a crystal shop. So I wear, I wear, um, <clears throat> five different crystal bracelets every day just different energies that I want to like call into my life so that's fun crystals are fun dancing is great um oracle cards that's another thing tarot cards are are really great too but I haven't really gotten into them as much as I've gotten into oracle cards because it's a little easier frankly like you don't have to memorize all the cards you don't have to learn like all the spreads and stuff it's just you just put your intention into the cards and you ask a question and shuffle them, lay them out and like draw whichever ones you feel drawn to. And the answers and the, the things you learn are just so crazy. So I really love the Sahara Rose Oracle card deck. I think it's really nice. I love that one. And yeah, so I guess Oracle cards, books, dancing, meditation, journaling, all those, all those good things, crystals, (laughs) but yeah, just just whatever you naturally gravitate towards, just go for that. Don't don't judge yourself, don't second guess yourself. If you're like, "Damn, I really want to go get some freaking crystals." And then you, I don't know, just do whatever you gravitate towards and don't don't um judge yourself. Just just do it. Um so hopefully that helps. <laughs> lovely Heaney. I'd like to ask your advice on how to be happy spending time alone. I'm in an amazing relationship, but find that when I'm not with him, I feel sad and unfulfilled. I get super down and I really hate sitting with my thoughts. How do you lead your own life when you're a part of someone else's? I know that I need to find happiness with myself, but it's just so fucking hard. I'm determined to work on myself though, because I want to be better for me and for him in our relationship. I also find myself wanting to hang out with him and not my friends as much, even though I love my friends so, so much, and it didn't used to be this way. Love you and your podcast, and love love from Hawaii. Why is there a freaking fly? Like, there, there's this little, like, fruit fly that just stays in my office. It's probably from one of the plants, but he always comes and bugs me when I'm trying to do something. I Maybe it's not the same fruit fly. Don't they have, like, a two-day life expectancy or something? Anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm very distracted. Um... 
this is such a good question. How do you lead, lead your own life when you're a part of someone else's? Um, and I think also like kind of not, I mean, I don't want to say losing yourself in a relationship, but like when you want to just spend all the time with this significant other and not with your friends or like not with your family or doing the other hobbies and things you used to enjoy. I think that's, that makes a lot of sense because a relationship, like a real loving relationship just ignites like a whole, a whole new aspect in yourself that it was never possible before. It's like, Oh my God, like this person loves me so much and they see me in this way. Like they see me as beautiful and hot and sexy and loving and giving. And it's just like, it, it mean, it makes you feel so good to be appreciated in that way. So it's like, of course you want to be around that energy and that person all the time. Like, of course. (laughs) So it makes a lot of sense. And I obviously like don't blame you or anything for that, but it is, as you know, as you want to strive towards, it's really important to still be like solid in yourself because even though a relationship can bring so much into your life, it can't bring everything. Like at the end of the day, you still only have yourself. Like that's who is there, even though this person might be, you know, accompanying you in your bed at the end of the night, you're still alone with your thoughts once they fall asleep. So you, you have to learn to be comfortable with yourself and that's hard. Um, but I think like one good way to start is to think like, what, what, a what do I love so much about being with this person? Like, what does this person make me feel? Is it loved? Is it cared for? Is it protected, safe, um, like, uh, empowered or like sexy or what is it that this person ignites in me? that I didn't, you know, necessarily feel before. And then kind of going back from there, like, okay, why does this, so this person makes me feel protected. Um, do I not feel protected regularly? Like, why is that? And kind of like work back. Is there a time in my life where I felt really unsafe? Someone made me feel unsafe and, um, kind of work back the, go back a little bit, go back in the timeline and see where this all came from. Because, um, I feel like, when we we're not comfortable being alone that that just is a sign that there's a lot to like work through um because you are your best friend you are the best friend you're ever going to have your whole life <laughs> you're all you, you're all you have for your whole life so um although it's really fun and important to invest time and energy into your relationship it's most important to invest time and energy in yourself. It really, really is. Because as you said, you know all this. Like, I'm not trying to preach at you. It sounds like you know all this, but it's obviously harder to implement in your life than just um, say it out loud. But, um, oh gosh, what was I going to say? Oh, I guess I was just going to say, like, you can, um, all the time you invest in yourself will also benefit the relationship too. As you said, like, it'll only make your relationship stronger, the stronger you are in yourself. So, it's a very worthy cause. Um, I would say like, um, first of all, I guess you could try since you, you said you do love your friends and you have great friendships, even though maybe you're sad, you don't want to be apart from your relationship, schedule things with your friends. Like once a week, twice a week, go hang out with certain friends, like bring that energy into your life and do things that just really light you up that do not revolve around your relationship. Like what hobbies do you like to do? Are there things that you like to do, um, on your own or things you did before you met him? Like, do you like, I don't know, freaking fly. 
do you like surfing? <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people in Hawaii surf. Do you like surfing or do you like exercising or running or painting or journaling or dancing or playing an instrument or I don't know. What is it that you like to do? Um, and just really nourish that. And even if it's not uh, like you'd rather just stay with your boyfriend, just prioritize doing things that are just for you. And yeah, I guess also when he does leave and you feel all those emotions, write it all down. Like what, what exactly are you feeling and try to see if you can figure out why it is and like where that stems from. Um, so yeah, I guess how do you lead your own life when you're a part of someone else's? Um, it's a wonderful and amazing thing to be in a partnership and be in a relationship and you can both bring so much to each other's lives, but just knowing you still only have yourself really. Like, yes, Sage is my husband and he's always going to be there for me. But if I'm not secure in myself and I'm not content in myself, I'm going to take it out on our relationship. Like we can only both thrive and really coexist in a great relationship when we're both striving to better ourselves, because that's just that's just how it goes. Like it's again, that that quote, that Lana Del Rey song lyric just is one of my favorite quotes. Um they say that everywhere you go, you take yourself. It's not a lie. I love that quote because it's so true. You can take your misery anywhere. You can take it to the most beautiful tropical location and still be miserable. You can be in the most loving romantic relationship and still like not be happy with yourself. So you just got to prioritize yourself, Chica. You just got to do it. And I believe in you. It's so, so worth it. And yeah, just try to get to the root of why you feel the certain things you do when he leaves. Um, also like another big thing that I've kind of learned through one of my friends who went through this is it, it all goes, I mean, everything goes back to your childhood, but if she would feel super, like she would not, would, would want to do everything possible for him not to leave. Like if he walked out that door, she was upset. She was stressed. She was anxious. She was really angry. Like she just really didn't want him to leave. She would like hold on to him as long as she possibly could, even though he was just going to work and he was going to come back at the end of the day. And that led back to her childhood and her, um, her mom, like leaving her a lot of times and her dad not being there. And it's, it just all goes back to your childhood. So try to figure out what that is. And obviously these are big things. This is, these are great topics to work through with a therapist. Um, so you can do it. I believe in you. Hey, Rohini, have you ever struggled with an eating disorder and or body dysmorphia? I'm recovering from anorexia right now, and I could really use some advice. Love you. Love you so much. Sending you so, so much love. You are so strong. You're so beautiful. Um, yeah, my, wow, really sending you a lot of love. Um, I, I, I had a weird relationship with eating in like sixth grade, I feel like, seventh grade, and I don't, I don't know if I would really, I don't know. It was very strange. Like I, I almost feel like I literally think it was cause I watched skins. Have you guys seen that show? Like, I feel like I, I, everyone's just so vulnerable and just open to so many influences in middle school. And like, we're all just trying to figure out who the heck we are with so much, so many hormones running through our bodies and so much drama and like bullshit going on. So I, I, for like a couple months, I would say, I don't really remember how long it lasted. I had a weird relationship with food. I really didn't, I only ate like dinner and I was so cranky all the time and I got really skinny and I was unhappy. And I, I really just, I don't know. I really thought I 
think I just did it just to see if I could do it. Cause I saw like one of the girls in skins had an eating disorder and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Like, I feel like I just had so many little pent up emotions and angst and anger in me and pain that I didn't know what to do. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just try like not eating for a while. I don't know. And I just kind of realized after a while that was not a good idea. <laughs> like no one ever knew. I never talked to anyone about it. I just decided to start eating again. I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really classify it as a full eating disorder because I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> it was very strange. I think it was in like sixth grade. I think it only lasted like a month maybe. Um, and I just decided not to do that anymore and started eating again. So I think that was just a weird kind of middle school, not knowing how to deal with emotions. So I'm just going to experiment with this level of this way to like, um, feel something, I guess. <laughs> so I feel really lucky though, because as I've like grown into an adult in high school, I had no problems with food or anything. Um, in college, just ever since I grew up, I feel like I've had a very good relationship with food and, um, it's just so hard. And I really feel for you so, so much because I can't imagine, I really can't imagine like going through that. And, um, I'm so proud of you recovering and going through recovery is such a, such a noble process and it's not easy. And I know you can do it. You can do anything. I know you can do it. And food can be so, so wonderful. And I already talked about that earlier, but food can be such medicine for our bodies and, um, it can be so delicious and so enjoyable. So I really just, just send you a lot of love and, um, I don't have any personal like experience or advice on the topic, but, um, yeah. And I think body dysmorphia, like, um, I definitely wouldn't say I have body dysmorphia as like a, um, I don't know, a condition, but, um, I, I think it's pretty common to see yourself in the mirror and just see yourself very differently in your own eyes than how like your partner or your friend or someone else would see you. Like, for me, even when I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh my gosh, my legs look huge. And then I'll see a video of myself in, in jeans and I'm like, oh my God, my legs are tiny. It's it's just so weird how the mind plays tricks on us, the mirror plays tricks on us. But, um, you know, our bodies are so much more than just what they look like. That's the least of their service to you is what their appearance is. Like our bodies do so much for us. They let us um, exercise. They let us experience a hug. <laughs> they, um, you know, let us feel cold grass on our feet and wind blowing in our hair. And like, it feels what it feels like to kiss someone and our body does so much for us. So like what they look like really doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, when you're in your, your dying grave, you're not going to think about, Oh my God, like I wish my boobs were perkier and my butt was fatter and juicier. <laughs> you're not going to be thinking about that. Like your body just, your body just a vessel. So, obviously that's very hard to, you know, learn. And I'm, I'm still on that journey, but, um, yeah, I just send you a lot of love and I believe in you and you got this and you're strong and beautiful and capable and yeah, love you. Okay. Next one. Hi, 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 Rohini. I really hope you're having a fabulous day. So cute. Thank you. Um, I actually do have a situation that I would love your advice on. I know that your recent episode about fear could definitely help me with this, but I thought I'd share and see what your thoughts are. So I'm a singer and I play a few instruments and I'm absolutely in love with music. 
making music, but I haven't performed outside the protective bedroom walls in a while. I do sing for my youth group every Sunday, but it's super calm, calm and no one's judgmental. Anyway, I recently wrote a song that I'm really proud of. I wrote it about my sister who has an eating disorder and what my perspective is of watching someone struggle with something so difficult. The song means so much to me and I've showed my family. They all love it even more than I do. I'm thinking I'd want to produce and get this song out on Apple Music and Spotify, but I'm really afraid of failing and for everyone in my town to judge me. And right now, I could just go down this spiral of fear. I guess I'm afraid of the vulnerability of sharing something that's so dear to me. I know you do this all the time with your job. How do you not let others take over your mind with fear? I really want to do this. My gut is telling me it's time to share my gift, but I'm just scared. Thank you so much for reading this. You're such an angel. You are, you're so, you're on, like, you know what's happening. Your, your gut is telling you it's time to share your gift. It absolutely is time to share your gift. Listen to your gut. And you have, you're having the absolute right instinct. And it is so scary. <laughs> it's so scary. I still, all the time, am so nervous about what other people are going to think about me. I, I just battle that every single day. And it's like, just got to do it. But at the end of the day, you're the only one, only one in the whole world that can share this song. You wrote this song. This is your song. You're the only one in the whole world that can bring this gift to the universe. You got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> and I think the the submission I read before this, um, I think that song would help so many people. Um, like so many people struggle with eating disorders and that's such a beautiful way that you can help them and be there for them. So I think honestly, a good way to think about it when you're just, you're nervous or you're fearful about judgment, just you owe it to yourself and to the universe and all the people that you can help to share your gift. You owe it to them. And I know that's kind of like aggressive, maybe freaking fly, dude. It's maybe a little aggressive, but that really kicks my butt when I think about it like that. I'm like, oh shit, you're right. You're the only person that can bring this gift out there. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. And the hometown thing is really real because whenever I post something like scandalous or like really spiritual and like, oh my God, these people in my hometown are going to judge me. But I don't know why that is. I don't know. I guess because you're nervous, you're going to run into them, <laughs> but it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what they think at all. And I'm sure, you know, you're probably going to go really far. You're going to be making music. You're going to be touring and singing around the world. And like, they'll still probably maybe be in their hometown, your hometown. So it really doesn't matter what they think about you. Um, easier said than done, of course, but just, you know, you have this gift. You're the only one that can share it. And I think you owe it to the world and yourself to do it because you're always going to wish that you had if you didn't. So might as well just face fear in the face, look in the eye and just say, well, here I go. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And uh, yeah, um, I'm just very excited for you. This is really exciting. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful way to, help a lot of people so you got this girl you got it and yeah I think the fear episode probably might um be you know way more in depth that could possibly help <clears throat> okay this is going to be the last one um hi Rohini first of all I just want to express how much you and the podcast mean to me you have taught me so much and I've been one of my biggest inspirations Thank you. Um, I cannot tell you how much your episodes have meant to me. Not only did you spark my obsession with astrology, by the way, I'm an Aquarius too. Haha. Oh my gosh. There are so many Aquarius listeners, dude. I love that for us. 
Ah, aqua power. Um, but you helped me continue my spiritual, spiritual journey and led me to understand myself in a way that I hadn't before. I even got the mod vibrator and let me tell you, yes, honey, you are literally the big sister guidance counselor, guardian angel. I never had LOL. Okay. That's so nice. Thank you so much. That's so nice. I love when I get messages like, girl, I got the vibrator. Holy shit. Those make me so happy. I'm like, yes, girl, get that. Oh yes. Okay. Um, now for the advice that I desperately need from a wise soul like yourself. I'm 18 and a senior, and although I'm an open book when it comes to meeting new people, I have a fear that I'm unapproachable when it comes to having a romantic relationship and finding love. I've never had a relationship, and although I've had things with a couple guys, I haven't been able to find anyone to have an actual romantic relationship or even a sexual relationship with yet. I will admit, I definitely have high standards, but I'm scared that it's more than that. My parents have an awfully toxic relationship, and they have never shown me any example of what a healthy, loving relationship is supposed to look like. They're always fighting, being passive-aggressive, and complaining to me about the other person. My mom is not a very intimate person and has never shown me any kind of affection, verbally or physically. She doesn't even like to hug me or anyone but our dogs. On top of that, my Venus is in Capricorn, and I'm not sure if that means anything, but I know that Capricorns are usually pretty cold. People are always like, why don't you have a boyfriend? You're so pretty. And I genuinely don't know why I haven't been able to find anyone yet. I do have confidence issues at times with my body, but I feel like I'm pretty confident and outgoing overall. I'm scared that I don't know how to be a good partner or have a successful relationship. Do you have any advice on how I can be more approachable when it comes to finding some kind of relationship or just any advice about the situation I'm in? I'll be attending Parsons next year. Right now I go to a huge school in Indiana. So I'm really excited to have a new start next year. Thanks for everything, Heaney. Lots of love, Alexis. Um, first thing that jumps out to me, your Venus is in Capricorn. So is mine. And that usually means that you either find a partner who is older than you, like a lot older or and or you only have like serious relationships like you're not someone that's just gonna kind of like sleep around date around just mess around like you, you like really serious relationships um long-term relationships so that is something to keep in mind um and I think that's a gift and you already said it like you have high standards and I think that's amazing and you should have high standards everyone should have high standards for themselves and what they deserve in a relationship um I honestly think you're at an advantage because you know what you deserve to some extent and you're not willing to settle for it and a lot of relationships in high school are really shitty anyway so you know eh. um I think just just being open to it and like, I don't know, not focusing on it in a way, like not dwelling on it or beating yourself up about it. Just kind of like you're going to, you're moving to New York, you're going to Parsons, um, just being open to whatever comes your way. And also just being mindful. Like, do you just want to, I don't know, meet someone, have some fun, go on some dates and like sleep with them. Is that what you want to do? Then if so, that's great. Um, so like, if you want to do that, then, then don't put the pressure of like a long-term relationship or a serious relationship on, you know, going out and dating some guys because meeting someone that's going to be a real relationship versus meeting someone that you might just sleep around with a couple times is like very different. I feel like, um, and I'm saying this from experience with my friends because I do not have experience in this, but just from hearing about my friends and all of that, um, I think really it always comes when you least expect it. It's like when you're doing your own thing, you're vibing, you're in your own lane, 
you're you're going after your dreams or you're focusing on yourself, you're growing in yourself, that's when just a relationship pops up. So I think focusing on yourself is the best possible thing you can do, not like dwelling or obsessing over getting in a relationship because when it's when it's the right time, it will come. Just being open to it. like, And also, I mean, New York is a great place for this. Like putting yourself in more situations to just meet some fun guys or like have a fun time. Um, just, yeah, putting yourself in those scenarios, making friends with people who are have a similar mindset. They want to date or they want to have a relationship. Um, and yeah, going to parties or going out to restaurants or whatever. Just meeting being in a good environment to make that happen. Um, and I mean, you're so young. I, I always hate when people would tell me I was young. So sorry if that also bothered you, um, but there's time it will happen for, it will totally happen for you when you, when you want it to. And I think it is really, really wise that you notice that you don't have a great example in terms of the relationship category with your parents. That's so wise and amazing that you're able to like notice that and recognize that now. I feel like that can save you so much pain down the road because, um, that's something you can work through now. And maybe there's, there's some things you need to focus on to like heal within yourself there first before you're ready to, uh, welcome in like a good relationship. So yeah, I would just say like, is there something holding you back? Like, do you feel like there's a block there? Like, are you not willing to be vulnerable with someone? Are you not willing to, yeah, be intimate with someone? Like you said, with your mom, maybe that's something to work through. Again, like therapy is a great way to work through all this stuff. Journaling is great. Um, but I think there is no shame in having high standards. I think it's amazing. I think we should all have high standards. And um, just being mindful of what you want. Like, Do you want a fun fling? Do you want to sleep around? Do you want a long-term relationship, like a really good guy that you see a future with? It really just depends what you want. So, um, yeah, but I think I think you're going to have a lot of excitement and I think it's going to be great. And also keep in mind Capricorn Venus. It's not really, not really the flingy kind of placement there. My, my, I have that. And then one of my other friends, um, who is in a very long-term relationship since high school also had Venus and Capricorn. So it often brings long-term serious relationships. And if that's something you want, I think that's great. So yes. Um, rooting for you, you got it. And the best thing you can do is focus on yourself and you're moving to New York. So shit, like just pop off girl, have fun. Um, okay. I really have to pee. So I need to stop this episode, but there was a lot of questions I couldn't get to. I'm happy to do this episode, uh, again, this episode concept again. I think I really love, I want to be able to answer your questions and like give any advice possible. Of course, you know, take my advice with a grain of salt. I do not claim or pretend to be an all-knowing person. I really am not just on this journey with you guys, but I'd love to offer you any advice um, if it helps you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm so grateful for you guys for listening. My podcast fam is my true family. I love you guys and I'm so glad we're on this journey together. I always get so excited when my mom like gets um, she, all her astrology clients are you guys um, or friends of friends, people who heard about her from the podcast and all she's always like, oh my God, these young girls are so spiritual. All the girls that come to her to get readings are always so, so spiritual and I think that's so cool. Um, we're going to change the world, guys. We really are. So I love you guys. If you like this episode, please leave a rating. I still have an absolute shit rating on Apple Podcasts because my haters decided to 
you know, try to hit me there where it hurts, but whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> Whoever's meant to hear this podcast will. So, um, but that being said, if you do like the podcast, please give it a rating, tell your friends, send it to some friends who want to get into spirituality and want to work on themselves and live a great, happy life. Ah, okay. Love you so much. Hope you're having a great day and I will talk to you next week. Thank you.